Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. It's Monday, September 26th. And this is Locked On Falcons, episode 24. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Falcons, your daily Monday through Friday Atlanta Falcons podcast. My name is Knox Bardeen, and I'm your host here. And it's a very special Monday edition of our Locked On Falcons podcast because it's game day. Monday Night Football, Atlanta Falcons at New Orleans Saints, big-time rivalry week, electrically charged atmosphere with the 10-year anniversary to the day of the Saints returning back to the Superdome to play a football game. The Falcons were there that time as well. It didn't go so well for the Falcons. But this feels and looks like a much different opportunity, if you will, for this Falcons to go down there and Get a win, and I tell you what, after some of the things that happened yesterday around the NFL, the Panthers got beat by Minnesota, the Rams go to Tampa Bay and win. We could be looking at an NFC South. If the Falcons win this game tonight, the Falcons would be 2-1, and one. Tampa Bay Carolina would be 1-2 and two a game back, and then the Saints would be 0-3. Oh the Falcons could be the only above 500 team in the division and sit in first place, and who would have guessed that prior to the season Heading into week four of the Atlanta Falcons being in first place. That's a, a tremendous statement to where this, this Falcons team could be heading. It's a, a statement to how the, the NFC South could be in a little bit of disarray right now. Cam Newton had a rough, rough game for Carolina yesterday. Tweaked that ankle a little bit. That Panthers team I didn't think would be as good this year as it was last year, but I still think it's the, it's the cream of the crop in the NFC South. But they play these games on on the turf. They play these games on the field, and so far – Atlanta looks like the better team, and if they win tonight, they'll be proof in the pudding. So big-time Monday night football game for these Atlanta Falcons down there, and I want to give you a little bit of breaking news. And once again here, I need that breaking news sounder. I got I got to get some help in that regard. When you look at the Saints offense, and, and not, you know, you first you start with Drew Brees. Absolutely start with Drew Brees, but he has a couple of big-time weapons on the outside over there in Brandon Cooks and Willie Sneed. Well, it looks as if Willie Sneed is not going to play tonight against the Falcons. This is a guy leading the team with 14 receptions, has 226 yards, two touchdowns. He and Brandon Cooks both are right there. Cooks is one reception behind, but they both have two touchdowns. That would have been a matchup nightmare for the Falcons to have Cooks and Sneed out there because Atlanta's defensive backfield it's a little beat up with injury, but it's also not been functioning as well as planned. Desmond Trufant has been fine, but when you look on the other side, Robert Alford just hasn't been the shutdown corner that Atlanta needs him to be. So not having to face these two big-time targets is a blessing for this Falcons team. That Now you might see Atlanta move Trufant around, kind of like they did last week on Amari Cooper, they might move him around on Brandon Cooks and let Alford get the other guy. And this is a huge plus for this Falcons team. And not only does it help them slow down the Saints' offense in the regard of not having to face those two top-notch receivers, 
But I told you in Saturday's podcast that the Falcons are looking to dial up pressure on Drew Brees. They're going to blitz a little more against the Saints. When you have those two huge wideouts, that's kind of a scary proposition because you're asking both those guys to be out on an island against those two receivers. Well, now the Falcons can kind of change that plan up a little bit. They only have to put Truth on an island. They might be able to play zone for the rest, or they might be able to, to offer another guy to come up and help blitz. But not having those two guys allows the Falcons, in my opinion, to blitz more and to be safer when it comes to blitzing more so. In the back, it's, this is good news. Up in the front, when it comes to the defense line and the pass rush, it's also good news that Willie Sneed isn't going to be playing. This is big time a break for this Falcons team. This is an interesting Monday podcast where I get to set up a game instead of come back in and react to it. It's going to be kind of interesting. I want to give you three matchups to watch, and I'll explain them all. And then I want to give you three storylines that I'm keenly interested in in watching on Monday night here as we get to go down to New Orleans and play this game. One of the biggest matchups that I'm going to be looking at, the middle of Atlanta's defense versus New Orleans tight ends and running backs. Let me just, I've been covering this team since 2009. I tell you guys that all the time. And it seems to me that Drew Brees has made millions and millions and millions of dollars throwing it over the middle of Atlanta's defense around six, seven yards and having whatever receiver catches it, a running back, a tight end, a, a wide out, whoever grabs the ball turns and then runs for another 15 yards. The middle of Atlanta's defense has, has been for the past couple of years a place where opposing offenses go to churn yardage. Well, Drew Brees has, has done even better than anyone else. He's able to step up in that pocket and then hit somebody at a short to medium depth and just watch him run like crazy. That's one of the huge reasons why Deion Jones was drafted. It's one of the huge reasons why Devondre Campbell was drafted, and Campbell's going to be out for this game. Both he and Paul Warlow will miss Monday Night Football. So that hurts a little bit for the Falcons, but Deion Jones is going to have to step up big. He is going to have to be that guy in the middle of the defense that says, and more so in the run game than the pass game, but if you catch up all in the middle of defense, I'm bringing you down immediately. That has to happen. It can't be, oh, you caught it at six yards. I'm going to catch up to you five, six yards later. It can't be that. Immediately he has to get to the ball. Another guy that's going to be a huge factor in stopping the Saints in the middle of the defense is Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal should be back playing on Monday Night Football. He's had a pretty good week of practice, and the knee didn't swell up on him or anything like that. So he'll be out there. He was drafted 17th overall by the Falcons in the first round to be that enforcer in the middle of the defense. He's going to play a huge role in slowing down the Saints as well. So watch him. Watch Deion Jones. Those two should be able to work in concert to help slow down some of that yardage churning when it comes to the Saints going into the middle of the Falcons defense. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye singing dog. Bye goal. I pronounce you Bye wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. A lot of people are talking about matchups to watch, and everyone is saying Julio Jones against a young, against a depleted 
Saints defensive backfield. And I understand that completely. If Julio Jones has a chance to go off, and he does, that's, that's music to the ears of Falcons fans. But I want to take a different angle with, with the same kind of matchup. Yeah, Julio Jones, best receiver on the planet. I get that. I completely agree with it as well. I want to, you know, if the Saints are going to use extra effort to slow him down, and they absolutely will because every team does, I really think when it comes to who should exploit that young and depleted Saints cornerback, so that defensive backfield, it should be Muhammad Sanu, Justin Hardy, maybe even Aldrick Robinson. I'm more interested in watching how those three take it to that defensive backfield for New Orleans instead of Julio Jones. I know what Julio Jones could do. I expect Julio Jones to eat on Monday Night Football. And I know the stories about him being banged up, missing practice, all that good stuff. He absolutely definitively said, I'm playing Monday night. And when he plays, he is effective and he's going to be a a game changer. I get that. That's not the storyline here. The storyline, the matchup here is what does Sanu do? Can Sanu pull down eight passes tonight? Can Justin Hardy find the end zone? Can Aldrick Robinson break it off behind the, the defense and catch a big one? Those things need to happen for the Falcons to win this game. If they don't, it's going to be a dogfight. But if those three guys can can feast, like we're all expecting Julio Jones to feast, that's good for the Falcons. The third matchup that I am really looking forward to, and I spent almost the entire podcast on Saturday talking about the Falcons blitz. Falcons blitzers versus Breeze and his protection. We know that there's going to be a lot of blitzing coming up through the A and the B gaps. Dan Quinn told us as much. We know that it's not going to come from way, way outside, you know, in the wide nine or anything like that. They're going to, if they're going to come from the outside, it's going to be from the five technique. It's going to be right there on top of the tackle. They're going to have to use spin moves. They're going to have to get there in two and a half seconds or less. But any, any kind of safety, any kind of linebacker that blitzes is going to have to come in through the middle or come in from not such a wide angle as normal. I want to see how effective this is going to be against Breeze and that protection. It could be the, it could be the matchup of the game. If they can't get to Breeze, if Breeze can sit in the pocket and read War and Peace like he has before against Falcons defenses, it could be a long night, even with Willie Sneed gone. And like I said, Willie Sneed being gone actually helps the Falcons pass rush. It absolutely does. Okay, so those are my three matchups to watch. Let me give you three storylines to watch as well. The first, and I've already mentioned him once or twice in the podcast, Keanu Neal. How much is he going to play, and how effective will he be when he plays? If the, if the Falcons play 65 defensive snaps, and I know if Keanu Neal's out there, I don't think he's going to play 100% of the time. I think they will be very, very careful with how much, of, how much they try to tax his knee. Not only because they need him healthy for the entire season, or at least for the rest of the season. He's already missed two games. But having Kamal Ishmael do what he did last week with his 15, 16 tackles, having him be that guy that's played so well, it just makes sense that you could give Keanu Neal a little bit of extra time. So if he's out there and he plays 50 to 70% of the defensive snaps, I think that's a pretty darn good first game back for Keanu Neal. Let's also remember that he's a rookie. This is his first live regular season game action. So it's going to be, there's going to be a little bit of a a timid factor there as well because he hasn't really tested that knee yet. Oh, and on top of that, he has to go out there and try to be effective against one of the game's elite passers in Drew Brees. We were asking him about that 
I think it was Thursday that we got a chance to talk to Keanu Neal. It's like, oh, great, yeah, I get to face Drew Brees on my first game. Not exactly the way they, they wrote that script, but with him being healthy and being able to get back on the field, he'll take whatever he can get. Huge storyline to see how effective he's going to be tonight. And a lot of you are going to think I am crazy with this next storyline, but I think if, I mean, we know Drew Brees is going to throw the football. We know he's going to get, uh, you know, 40 passes, and we know that's how the, the Saints are really going to try to win this football game. A lot of people are thinking, well, Matt Ryan can do it. We've seen him do it. He has to go punch for punch with, with Drew Brees if the Falcons are going to win. I think that's absolutely the wrong way to look at this. If Matt Ryan throws as many passes as Drew Brees tonight, the Saints are going to win. If the Falcons can get, let me rephrase that just a little bit. The closer the Falcons get to a 50-50 run-pass split, the better the Falcons' chances are at winning this football game. You saw the difference between that in the Tampa Bay game and the Oakland game. Tampa Bay, they couldn't run the football whatsoever. They had to throw the ball, and they lost. Against Oakland, it was almost a 50-50 split, and the offense flourished. That's exactly what needs to happen because defenses can't go as hardcore at you if they don't know what you're doing. The Falcons have already shown they can put the same personnel out there on the field and run or throw from it. And as long as the game dictates that they can run, as well as pass, not meaning they're, they're not having to play from behind, as long as the game situation says we can run any play from any down and distance, that slows down the Saints defense. And when the Saints defense is slowed down, Matt Ryan should be able to pick it apart. But that only happens if the run game is effective and can set up the passing game later on, and vice versa. The closer, I'm going to repeat this, the closer the Falcons are to a 50-50 run pass split, the better the Falcons' chances are. The last storyline, and this is going to play out a little bit on the field, and we're going to probably be able to see it, but a lot of it's going to happen pregame. And how electric is this crowd? How charged up or amped up does it get the Saints? Like I said, this is the 10th anniversary of that first game back into the building after Katrina. Steve Gleason's going to be there. All those guys from around blocking that punt, they're going to be there. There's going to be just a ton of emotion. And there are some guys on this Falcons team that kind of lived through that too. Deion Jones was was in or, or near New Orleans when, when Katrina hit. He lost family members during this. So it's going to be a, an electrically charged atmosphere. It could negatively affect the Falcons. It sure did 10 years ago. They can't let it affect them like that again or it, it could get ugly. And this is a situation, it's unfortunate the Falcons always seem to be that team that have to go down there for a a Hurricane Katrina anniversary, but that's just the way it worked out. How they deal with it will be extremely important. Okay, that's going to be it for our pre-game Monday Night Football Falcon Saints podcast. I appreciate everyone listening to Locked on Falcons. If you haven't subscribed to it yet, please head over to iTunes. You can find us there. Subscribe to it, download it. I truly appreciate that. You could also hit me up on social media. I'm at Knox Bardeen, K-N-O-X-B-A-R-D-E-E-N. I'll be on social media pretty much all day leading up to the game, throughout the game, can answer questions, can talk about what's going on on the field, what we're seeing, and I will absolutely be back in tomorrow's podcast, and I will break down everything that happened in this Monday Night Football game. There's a chance that we could be talking about a 2-1 Atlanta Falcons team tomorrow sitting atop the NFC South, and wouldn't that be a great situation for Atlanta to be in? So for that, I'm going to sign off. Thanks for listening again, and I will talk to you tomorrow, Tuesday. Take care.
Somewhere deep inside your mind, there's a place where dreams live. And now those dreams have the chance to come to life because USAA Life Insurance is sponsoring the Live Your Dream sweepstakes where you could win $50,000. That's $50,000 to let those dreams out of your head and into your hands. Enter for a chance to win and view official rules at www.usaa.com slash life sweeps or call 1-800-531-LIFE. No purchase necessary. USAA Life Insurance Company, San Antonio, Texas, and in New York by USAA Life Insurance Company, New York, Highland Falls, New York.